Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be. This is Three Sweet Me Bro with your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Jim. We have a special edition for you this week. No clickbait, no matches of the week, not even a spotlight. Instead, we are doing a full episode of Full Gear. So buckle up and get ready for this week's edition of Three Sweet Me Bro. Hey, everybody, before we start the show, I um, wanted to touch on something um, that's uh, near and dear, not only to myself, but uh, the three of us. Um, and this was kind of brought on by um, some unfortunate news. Um, you know, all three of us, I would say, are nerds um, and it doesn't apply to wrestling. It applies to at, at anything that, you know, I see flies under the radar off the beaten path. You know, you might get a, you know, a chuckle from somebody when you say you like it. But, um, you know, uh, there was a, a, a an individual that was taken um from that universe. And it was, um, Jason David Frank, the green Ranger. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, unfortunate to say that I think it was suicide. Um, and that really, really just, I was thinking about it. Um, and it just really hit me because I, I don't really know why, um, you know, but it just made me think of, of things that are happening in my life. And I know that have happened in, in, in my co-host's life. Um, you know, that it's, I made fun of the guy, you know, um, for being there because he really soaked up being the Green Ranger. And it's really dumb uh, that I was doing that. And I just I, I feel kind of bad about it that I made fun of it. And I don't know if, you know, that's what led to, to, to what happened. But I just wanted to just, you know, say, let's just be kind to each other. Um, you know, words do hurt. Um, again, I don't know if this is the cause of it, but like, I know that I made fun of him. I I've had friends that like the power Rangers. I watched the power Rangers. I, like I'm too shy to even admit, and I'm sure the both, uh, all three of us had, and maybe wouldn't admit it, but, um, you know, I digress. Um, but I just wanted to say that. Um, and also, um, you know, if, if you're ever going to hurt yourself or you think, you know, no one loves you or whatever, call somebody, you know, um, there, I, take it from me. Um, (laughs) there is somebody out there that cares and does love you. And, you know, so, um, please call and get help if you ever think you're going to hurt yourself. So, um, not to start the, 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 the show on a bed, uh, on a, on a sour note, but I, I feel it's something, um, that's really important to the three of us and should be addressed. So without further ado, let's start the show. Oh boy, gentlemen, what, uh, before we get into it, um, Overall thoughts. What do you what do you, what do you think? Um, it, good overall. Blown away. You know. Uh, again, we're going to get into it. But like, what's your first initial thought? If I was grading the pay per view, I would give it an A minus. I, I thought it was a fantastic show. Uh, it exceeded my expectations. To be perfectly honest with you, I did not. I thought this was going to be one of those rebuilding <laughs> pay per views for the brand. Sure. But I, 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 they exceeded my expectations. I thought it was a fantastic show. Interesting. Um, I, I, yeah. Um, solid B for me, to be honest. Um, there were some things where I just was, uh, okay. I, I, I don't know what it meant and where they're going with it. Um, I, there's a, a match I have a lot of complaints about, um, which we'll get into later. Uh, but you know, I, I solid B, you know, I thought it was good. Um, you know, you could, I think for the, hardcore fans or, or just a, you know, a fan that pays attention. I, I thought that the, the main event was a given. Um, and it was just like, okay, what's, what's, what's the swerve going to be? Um, you know, obviously we'll, again, we'll get to that later, but, uh, yeah, solid, solid B for me right in the middle of the road. 
Uh, I would. Uh, I'm, I'm actually right there with Jim too. Uh, I, I gave it an, uh, a, a a solid A A minus. Uh, there were a few things. Uh, like you, Mike, that I, I'm maybe we'll, we'll have in common. I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you guys had to say. Cause we were pretty quiet, uh, texting each other. Um, so yeah, a minus there was, there was a, there was a, there was a few surprises that I did like and some stuff that I didn't like. And, uh, yeah, I was also under the impression too, that this was going to be a uh, rebuild, but, um, yeah, let's, let's get into it. So we'll start with the uh, pre-show because um, there's some, I mean, it's part of the pay-per-view, so why not? Uh, it's our show. Um, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, so I, like a doofus, for some odd reason, thought the opening was only going to be um, 30 minutes, not an hour. So I joined a little late. Uh, <laughs> so I missed the opening match, which was the best friends uh, uh, versus elements of the factory or the factory. Um, and uh, I'm kind of mad about this because I missed uh, the debut of a, of a dark, very evil uh, uh, person. But uh, Jim, I know I, I think you, you you saw this one. Give us your thoughts. I, you know, I, I, I saw the highlights and I'll, I'll, I'll chime in there and. Well, I mean, first and foremost, we have to give credit to Tom because Tom has been calling this Danhausen uh, switch for a while now. He's he's been on this for several weeks. And in fact, it's kind of annoying how he wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up uh, about Danhausen making a turn, but it paid off. Now, I, I mean, I think I think Chuck and Trent are phenomenal fucking talents uh i think best friends are wonderful and and very underrated we've talked about before how orange cassidy gets overlooked because of his his character people forget that he's actually a very good wrestler and i think Danhausen fits right into that as well Danhausen knows what he's doing in the ring his character is is not to replace wrestling skills it's in addition to um you know, I, I thought it was a good match. It's a solid. It's as solid of a match as you can have with the factory involved, uh, because I, I think that QT Marshall uh, has some things to offer. I don't know who else in the factory has anything to offer. Uh, the, Nick Commodoro angers me um, because the man is built like somebody who should be a fucking star, but he can't put his act together to be meaningful in any way whatsoever. So, uh, you know, again, it's as good as you're going to get if you've got the factory involved. Uh, but you know, it's typical great match for, 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 uh, best friends, great match for orange. Uh, Rocky Romero is very, uh, He's garnish to me, right? Like if he's on the plate, it's like, oh, look at that. Some some lovely mint. But if he's not there, you wouldn't fucking notice either. You know, so I, I, I thought it was good. Good match. But uh, again, as good as you're going to get with a factory. I, I honestly thought it was a, a really actually good way to get the crowd moving. Uh, I thought it was it served its purpose. I, I too with you, Jim, like I don't understand qt marshall or that whole thing um i just honestly i just qt marshall i mean he's doing his job he's got a face that i want to punch and i just is like (laughs) but it's like there's heel work there's great heel work and then there's qt marshall where i'm like what are you doing like what the fuck is this uh it feels feels very vanilla vanilla to me like vanilla wrestling like they're just like Cause clearly they're they're and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a wrestler. So, if, you know, I, this is just me having an opinion, but it just seems that like 
the wrestling that they do is very, very kind of just vanilla and bland. And it's like, we're going to get you used to doing this and this and that. And it just, mm-hmm. I don't, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. It just, there's, I know he, I know he has um, a lot to do with like coaching, like new talent and mm-hmm. stuff coming in. And that's anytime I see it, it's just like, it's not a match to me. It's not a storyline. It's like, Oh, you're just training. And it's like, could you just do this without wasting TV time? Um, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. It, and, spot and, on, Tom. Great, great comparison with Rocky Romero. Uh, but instead of the garnish, I would say he's like the free dish of ice cream you get at the meal after every <laughs> end of the meal. I'm just like, oh, cool. Fuck yeah. I'm getting some Rocky Romero with this. Hell yeah. And he's, he's actually like, uh, don't, don't underutilize uh, Rocky because he's a huge reason why there's a lot of New Japan guys floating in and out. Oh, he is yeah. like, oh, yeah. a set. if they lose any connection with Rocky Romero, they are fucked because he, mm-hmm. he does so much with new Japan. Yeah. He's definitely the hookup, but yeah. I, well, I mean, nobody, go, nobody goes to pizza ranch for the fucking ice cream, right? The ice cream is there. And that's awesome. I think I, I'm not saying Rocky Romero should be fired off to the moon. I'm just saying he's not really doing much in the ring, but you can still make him feel good in other ways. Hey. I'd, I'd agree with that. No, I love Rocky Romero. Yeah, he is. He always feels because he's I think at this point he's done so much with New Japan and he is so over there. Um, and I, I from what I understand, again, it's more that kind of backstage role with AEW and this and that. And it's like I, I agree with Jim. He's like a man. It's like, ooh, like, that's nice. Like, I'll take it. You know, it's good. He'll make other people look good and whatnot. But then. Yeah, I was just pissed off that I missed the 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 evil Danhausen because like I too have been paying attention and and I follow him. So I just I think the man is hilarious. Like he shouldn't be if you look at it. Like okay, and it works. I don't know what he's doing, but it works. And like he's he's fantastic. And like some of the stuff that he can do. And so it's interesting to to see where they're going to go with this. And I don't know if to to bring this up now or later, but like. So he comes out and he actually, I mean, it looked good. Like the darker, like, I don't know what he, he didn't like change necessarily much, but like his makeup looked darker, his jacket and he's carrying like his jar of teeth and spike and all this other stuff. And like, it, but I guess it had like blood splattered on his, it, he just, it looked cool. And it was like, okay. And, um, but then he shows up back later in the end of the night and he's like, he's acting like he's orange Cassidy's lawyer again. And I'm like, okay, what is, is this? Like, is, was this a one and done like that? Why did you bring him back out? Like, is he's okay. Now he's kind of goofy, doofy Danhausen. And I don't know. It was just weird. I don't know. I, it's, he reminds me, he reminds me a lot of like when Jushin Thunder Liger went like evil Liger and he just did it for like a one. He only did it. What? Maybe three times in his entire career. So like, I, I could see it as that. It's like, Oh, he's going to transfer into evil Danhausen. They're going to give him a big pop. And then he's going to go back to being goofy. This is exactly what Liger did. He reminds me a lot of like, I mean, I wouldn't put him on the same level as Jushin Liger. But like, Please don't finish that sentence, Tom. My connection just goes boop. <laughs> well, Tom is no longer a part of Three Sweet Me, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's now Two Sweet Me, bro, at Jim and Mike. <laughs> but I did want to add real quick uh, to further prove my ice cream point. Rocky Romero sounds like a kick-ass ice cream, by the way. That would be an awesome ice well, cream. Well, doesn't yeah. it? I'm, I'm going to go to the store and get some Rocky Romero, guys. I'll be right yeah, back. I would absolutely, I would absolutely like binge a pint of Rocky Romero <laughs> yeah, while watching exactly. bad <laughs> Lifetime movies, you know? Like, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. I'd get my, my nice yeah. robe and just, you know, crack open some Rocky Romero. <laughs> Rocky Romero. Watch my best friend's wedding and just cry yeah. it out. Yeah. Hey, you got to do it. <laughs> 
So next up, we had uh, uh, to uh, I, I, this wasn't the no, it wasn't the main event. It was the the co-main event, I guess, of the the pre-show kickoff. We have Ricky Starks uh, versus Brian Cage, and the winner, uh, Ricky Starks. Uh, much deservedly so, uh, I think. Like it's um, it's going to be interesting because I guess he is now facing Ethan Page uh, on the finals, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, huge Ethan Page fan, um, so I'm really looking forward to that next week. Uh, I get to see it live, so I will definitely let you know how that goes. Uh, but man, Starkey baby, oh, that he. I think they're finally figuring out. Okay, like no, he's he, this. If we don't work on in like not. Everybody needs work. We all do. Sorry, that's not what I'm saying. Again, not a professional wrestler, but like if they develop and keep pushing and work. Oh, my God, that kid is he is going to be amazing. And like, I don't know if you you were paying attention like when he got him up for the Rochambeau, even I was like, oh, shit, like that's a mm-hmm. big man, Brian Cage, to get up. And he he got him in the crowd popped mm-hmm. and it was it was good. It was again, Tom, I think it was another good build. It was another, hey, let's get him warmed up and. You know, so I don't know, guys, thoughts, you know, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, what'd you think? I was obviously, you know, very pro Starks, uh, you know. We talked so. about Brian Cage, I think, last week or the week before. This is, this is, in my opinion, uh, what, what kind of notched the pay-per-view. This is where we're starting to, like, lose a peg because I love Ricky Starks, huge Ricky Stark fan. I don't understand what the fuck Brian Cage is. I, <laughs> I think he has an insanely stupid finisher. Uh, it's complex. It's dumb. He, he's a good, like, I think we talked about it and I'll throw it to you, Jim, but like, like he needs to figure out whatever he is. Is he a big monster heel or is he a fucking weird monster cruiserweight? Like figure out what you are, get rid of that stupid fucking Mohawk. And I mean, that's not the reason why I rated the match low, but like Brian Cage to me is just like, I just don't get it. There was like, to me, Starks carried that match and it carried the match in charisma. Like Starks is just so fucking good that way. But like Brian Cage, I just like, I look at him and I'm just like, huh? Like what? <laughs> I don't get it. So I, yeah, and that's, man. that's always, sorry. Just that's always been his issue is Brian Cage has just always been that. Like, what, what are you, man? Like, and it's funny. Cause like, I know it's like, what are you? I'm man. No, I'm a machine. Like, no man. I, I seriously don't get what you're yeah. doing. No, no, really, <laughs> what are you? He's like, Italian? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yes. Irish? My great grandfather came through Ellis Island. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, it's starting to add up here. I think, well, you know, I, I, I really want to like Brian Cage is the thing, is, is I want to, because yeah. I love an athletic big man. I think that's fantastic. I, I there's He has a special place. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. He has a special place in my heart because he was trained by Chris Canyon. And and I, oh, I, nice. I, I yeah, and I love Chris Canyon. And I, I, I think he was one of the unsung heroes of, of wrestling in the, the early Agreed, um, 100%. So I really want to like Brian Cage, but like you guys said, he just, he, who are you? What are you doing? Like what, what, there's no cohesion to his character and, and, you know, character comes through in your work, right? Your, your in-ring style, your repertoire, and there's just no cohesion to it. His, his work style is like show off. It's just, Hey guys, look what I could do. It doesn't come together. It doesn't make sense. Yes. You know, Ricky Starks is a phenomenal athlete and his moveset makes sense together. 
right? It fits with the kind of character that he's putting on. So I was thrilled to see Ricky Starks move on. I am super fucking amped for Ricky Starks versus Ethan Page. I think that's going to be amazing. Uh, I, you know, this is an eliminator. It's a world title eliminator tournament. So whoever wins that match gets a shot at MJF. I would fucking love to see either one of them with a shot at MJF. I think that would be amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I the, the match itself was like, OK, can we just move past this? Uh, but the outcome was fantastic. I'm really looking forward to where we go from here. Agreed. Yeah, me too. And it's like I said, I think they finally figured out what to uh, what to do with Ricky. And I think it's it's great. I think it is. It makes sense. And I was really happy because I was like, man, it made it made zero sense for Brian Cage to fight Ethan Page. It just it made zero sense. So I just to to add to your point real quick, Jim, I always thought that Brian Cage needs to stop. He needs a Paul Heyman. It to me is, is what he needs. He needs a Paul Heyman and he needs to not be on the microphone like ever. Uh, because he's, I dude, for a man that his size, his voice is like weirdly just does not add up to his, his like physique. It's so weird. And so, but like, it really I, doesn't, he needs to be like a Brock Lesnar, big dude. He needs a guy who can, who can talk for him. He just basically needs Paul Heyman. Cause I think if he were to end up in WWE, that's exactly what would happen. And if he does that, I think he that's I'm sold. Then I then I am on on board with Brian Cage, but until then, meh. for me if you if you look like Brian Cage, uh if, if you have the abilities of Brian Cage, you should be more Jeff Cobb. I think if you took yeah. Jeff Cobb's move set, Jeff Cobb's persona and and implanted that into Brian Cage's body, you would have a fucking unstoppable machine, like real machine. Uh, but the current iteration of Brian Cage is yeah, I think I said this to you guys over text. It's, it's he's he's still stuck in the indie mode of I have to be all things to all people so that I get booked. Yep. You, you can stop doing that now, man. You can specialize. You're not in PWG, dude. So then to round out um, the pre-show, we have um, this one I was looking forward to because I knew it was going to be a barn burner. Had no idea he was that um, um, connected with him. Um, so what I'm talking about here is Eddie Kingston versus um, the great uh, June Akiyama. And um, I guess I didn't know that Eddie had like such a huge connection with him. Like I, and I felt really like, and Eddie's pretty, you know, he's, I, I, I don't know. I know we talked about it a couple episodes ago about the, you know, potential of the rebirth of kayfabe and whatnot. And Eddie's really good at both of those, but he's also, I'm sorry, not both of those. He's very good at kayfabe, but he's also very good at being very real. Um, and he, it really looked like he was really like barely able to keep it together to talk about it. And I, you know, it, it, it stunk that I think it was a good way to end the pre-show. I think it was a roughly maybe 10 ish minutes match and, you know, they were going to beat each other up. And then, uh, you know, of course it was, you know, Kingston going over because I think Akiyama got, uh, it was either I can't remember from Rampage if it was either it wasn't Eddie, but it was the other he got him with a the, his jumping knee finisher and finished him off, and so it just was kind of like okay, you know Eddie's gonna obviously pin Akiyama uh, for the win, but it was a fun, it was a fun. Honestly, the end of the match was what I thought was great when they gave Eddie a live mic, um, which just sealed the deal because I just I love that guy when he gets on and. I've been to several events where he's just doing commentary and the dude gets a good pop. Like he just seems like, a, like I, you know, I like his style. I like what he does. And you know, it's, he's a good fit for AEW. And I think he can definitely, I see him growing into the undertaker ish kind of role, you know, of being the, you know, the locker room guy. 
And so I don't know. I, I liked it. You know, nothing, no bells and whistles. No, you know, I thought it, it delivered and it was a good way to, you know, kill the after show. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I think, I mean, I love, I fucking love Kingston. He, to me, reminds me so much of uh, a Chris Hero. He's a wrestler's wrestler's wrestler. Like the, exactly. As soon as you tune in, you know what you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get chops. You're going to get stiff. You're going to get, uh, well, that's not a bad, uh, you're going to get stiff fighting by the way. I mean, Hey, me for yourself. Tom. Yeah. Some of us. Big sweaty uh, man, just throwing meat all over the reins. <laughs> 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 you know, I've said what I said, Jim. It's your turn now. <laughs> which is which is funny. Which will come up um, yes, in, a, in a couple of matches because that's Mr. Ethan Page and has it was like oh god god. But we'll get into that in a in a in a, in a little bit. But I'm sorry, Jim. I just no, I caught on what you were saying there. I honestly, I I legitimately got emotional uh, at the end of the match, um, knowing how big of a moment that was for Eddie Kingston and how that, that was his dream match, right? That was his dream. match. that's, that's the one thing he wanted to do in his life. And to see him have that moment, it really, it really, I did. I got, I got choked up watching it because I am a big Eddie Kingston fan. I'm a fan of the man, not just the wrestler. Uh, right. and, and so, uh, you know, I thought it was it was your it was, it was a, a match you would expect from those guys. Um, I don't think it blew the doors off, but I also don't think it smelled either. I thought it was a, it was a solid, solid match. And again, I think the emotional significance of it was was what will really last uh, for a while is the emotional because it. You know, look, you, you got to be a special kind of dickhead to not like Eddie Kingston, you know, to not know, to know his story and not feel for the man. I just I, I think that's what's going to stay with me the longest is just, you know, see how often you get to see somebody live their dream. Right. You know, yeah. it, was, it was it was it was special. And yeah, giving him the live mic at the end was fucking brilliant. They should just do that for every show. I oh think my God. every show should end with Eddie Kingston. being like, all right, Eddie, you got five. Go. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Tom, I don't know if you saw. I know you said you 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 were kind of you you may have missed a few things, but I, did you see the end of that? Where, where no, because I had to watch like highlights and and I, I kind of sped through as well as if, much as I could. If, so if you could find it, you got to watch it. It legit is. They like give him five minutes and the guy's like wrapping him up and he's talking to him and he's like okay cool i got two minutes okay and he's like uh check out jamie hater and this and that and then they're giving him the wrap up and he's like he's in the middle of like and then you gotta go see me oh nope i gotta go peace and he just drops the mics and leaves it's amazing yeah he's like god damn it's something and he like drops the mic and just leaves and it's so fun it's just it's perfect eddie kingston and it's and he had just that great I, moment he's too a, where he's like he's like all right he looks at it he looks at his watch and he's like all right it's it's 657 by the damn pay-per-view already what are you waiting for like we're, <laughs> it's great it was it was it was good it was really funny and he's just he's a he's just a, he's a treasure i love eddie kingston now we we I believe we get into the the pay-per-view, uh, which is kicked off. Um, interesting, interesting kickoff. I thought I'd, I'd, a little bit of odd placement. I thought um, they would at least, you know, in the middle, um, you know, after some more just kind of strict wrestling matches. So I'm surprised. But I mean, it because they they had me, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I, I just thought that it was interesting that they kicked off the show with it. But we have Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. Uh, and of course, Jungle Boy is victorious. Um, you know, I think we could all kind of see the writing on the wall there. But um, again, I thought it was like I 
like I like Jack Perry and that's I I don't like Jungle Boy. I don't I think he's ready to move past that. I'm really surprised that they're still kind of doing this. And like I I I maybe that's where they're going with this is he's gonna finally be like Jack Perry. Cause it's just Jungle Boy, just it's it's the entrance is great. Like I think it's great. I'm I'm happy that he's getting over. Um I think he's really gotten a lot of exposure because of AEW, but I'm just I, I'm not seeing where they're going with this. And then Luchasaurus, I just I've never been a like the, the gimmicky stuff like I know you know with obviously you know with Bray Wyatt and whatnot but this is just it's just I a dinosaur I just I can't get behind the dude like take the fucking mask off already like please and it's like the dude's a cool dude and like he's got an interesting story and it like they, stop it like I, I can't I'm sorry like I love I love what Kristen Cage is doing, and I think he's doing some of the best work of his career. Um, I'm not, which is which is crazy because I never thought I'd actually say that statement. He does not strike fear into me when he says something brutal, and there's a man dressed as a dinosaur standing next to him. I just it kind of fucking kills it for me. And then here comes Jungle Boy, like this little Tarzan dude who's a kid. Like I, I'm okay. You, you kind of lost me. So I could kind of see little dude beats the big dude. You know uh, the cool thing what he did with his dad was was pretty dope um, and whatnot. But eh, eh, like you know, it okay cool. Kicked off the pay per view. Um, I don't know what you guys want to say about it, but that those are my thoughts. I I think it was it was all right. Uh, you know, uh, I I I don't have much to add because I I do agree with you, uh, Mike. Um, although I I do, I don't I don't know if you guys heard, but I heard Luchasaurus is actually injured, and he's he's that's why um, I think they're kind of ending the uh, the story because he's he's going to be taking some time off to rehab. Um, oh, wow. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm right there with you. I, I don't understand the big scary dinosaur. Again, it was fun when, uh, who Mark, Marco stunt would like ride on his shoulders. I thought that I always loved that, you know, big guy carrying oh, a big guy. You know? Jungle, Jungle boy would do it. He'd do the Jungle flip boy, up and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it was great. And it was fun during the pandemic. It made me like, Oh man, the world fucking shitty. Oh, here's a giant dinosaur dude and a little kid. <laughs> I need a giant dinosaur, man. Yeah, right. I need to see a little dude riding around on a dinosaur. Like, I think, I think it worked. It was great. It really was great. I think if you strip him of the mask and make him just a vicious heel for Christian, perfect. He's right there. You know, he's, he's good to go. Again, yeah, nothing special. I don't think it was um damaging to the pay-per-view at all i think it was a good you know good start to it it was fun k you know cage matches are always fun and you know insane um however i don't know if you guys want to touch on this but uh when uh and i, I wanted to bring this up in the last uh, couple episodes but boy jr is rough on the microphone man am i the only one that's just like maybe you just need to to just Head off into retirement, buddy. Yeah, he is. Is no, oh god. Uh, now look, Jr. For a long time now has not been the greatest play-by-play guy mm-hmm. of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he has been bad at calling spots and calling moves for a while but now it's getting to the point where he's not only not naming moves correctly not calling spots correctly but he's also it's kind of like harry carey at the end of his career right you'd watch a cubs game and you'd be like bottom of the third two out man i'm for that's a duck there's a duck <laughs> flying over the right field fence here 
speaking of ducks, I was talking to my grand's home run. I was talking to my grand. That's what JR is like now. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, you're not alone at all. Yeah, man, boy, it's it, the last couple of shows that I've watched with him. Exactly. It's like gets the move wrong. But like. I love the the back and forth between uh, uh, Taz and uh, what uh, what is it? Um, what's his name? God, I'm blanking. Excalibur. Yeah, uh, Taz and Excalibur. I love their back and forth, but you can just see Exc- Excalibur. Like you can just feel his like. There's a fucking pile driver, Jim. Like what the fuck, <laughs> man? Like uh, it's just so. Anyways, yeah, I don't have much to add really, except for Jr. is getting it like kind of on my last nerve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, I feel bad saying it because. The guy did. I mean, he was an influential figure for many, many years, but all of us, yeah. The sun sun sets at some point, you know, and and you got to stop. I, uh, as far as the match itself, uh, I agree with you, Mike. I think they have to move Jungle Boy away from Jungle Boy. I think it's time for him to be Jack Perry. Uh, I disagree with you guys on Luchasaurus, though. I fucking love the gimmick. Uh, And here's why. Here's why. Have you seen him without the mask? Yeah, he was on Big Brother. Yeah, he's fucking ugly. Like, he's <laughs> fucking ugly. Right now, like, I realized like, that, you know, this is an audio medium. So I'm, I'm saying this. I'm, I'm saying this because I can recognize my own, right? Like, as a very <laughs> ugly man, I'm telling you, he is fucking beastly. And it's one of the one of the coolest masks <laughs> I've seen. He's beastly. He is one of the coolest masks, though, I've seen in pro wrestling. I really like him and, and, and uh, Drago are, are those. I fucking love the masks that they yeah. have. My issue with Luchasaurus is how slow he is. Every move is like at three quarter speed. And, and like even his oh, tail man. whip kick, like everything is like, okay, bro, like pick it up. You gotta <laughs> you gotta pick it up a little bit. So I'm glad to see the feud ending. I'm glad to see that this is, you know, hopefully going to be paid off and, and, and Jack Perry can move on. Uh, and yeah, I would like to see Luchasaurus move on as well. Uh, I didn't hear about him being injured. Cage Christian is obviously injured has been for a bit and will be for a while longer, but uh, I hadn't heard about Luchasaurus, but uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully I, I think if this was the payoff, if this was the end of the, the, uh, the conflict, I think it was a good way to end. Oh, yeah. Uh, sending jungle boy off the top of the cage i think that's a great way to push him forward and and give him a little bit of credibility moving on so i i thought it was smart the next one here we go (laughs) dude i i i i don't even know where to start i'm so fucking mad and i just like i knew they were coming back when they came back i was like for sure okay and i was like so i'm going into it so we're talking about death triangle versus the elite. I got a lot of problems with the elite, specifically the young bucks and just the way everything has been handling. And like, yes, I'm, I'm clearly a CM Punk guy. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. And just it, I never was the biggest bucks fan. I, I love Omega more. Uh, Omega definitely did not need the bucks to get over. I think it just kind of formed that way because of the whole bullet club stuff. But like, so I kind of exclude him from that. But like I'm really starting to learn that I'm actually not a big fan of the Young Bucks, um, and and I just it was like they're gonna win, and and you know spoiler they didn't thank God, um, but then it's like now we're getting into the best. Of, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but getting into the match. But so we're talking about Death Triangle versus the Elite. The Elite come out and they get this 
balls to the wall entrance with fucking Kansas. And like, obviously I'm saying this with a lot of spites. I'll turn it over to you gentlemen. You know, I just already was going into this match. Like I was going to, I was going to like text you guys solidarity. I'm turning my back on, you know, um, on this. Like, I'm not going to, no, I just, I can't support, like, I can't, you know, just knowing stuff that's coming out about punk and like one, you know, one of the things I actually, I like, I know this isn't a clickbait thing, but um, I think it kind of, can fit into this conversation. I don't know if you guys heard um, Tony Khan finally admitted that punk. He's like, no punk never asked me to say, he never said anything about the whole bumping Colt down to ring of honor and whatnot, which is something that the young bucks were supposedly leaking and all this and that. And it's just like, okay, so now you confirm it. And now that, so like either again, this is the greatest fucking work I've ever seen, or this is like the biggest one-sided railroad to get rid of probably one of the greatest talents that like I'm a big fan of and we'll never get to see. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. This just is like, I knew we were going to get into this and I'm like, how do I get past this where I can just talk about the match? It's a great trios match. I will give them that. They, they're really, they, they, the teams know each other individually as a trios, as a tag team, they all know each other. They work really, really well together. I was very, very happy. I think I actually jumped off the couch when, you know, um, Phoenix kind of turned and popped him. And even though like, so that'll be kind of fun to see where they're going to go with that. But like, I just, I'm just glad the elite didn't win and I'm going to leave it at that. Cause I could go, I'm just, whatever I'm done with them. And I just give me more Kenny Omega. I love Kenny Omega. I don't just I don't need to see this shit anymore. But and that like what I what I will end on is, is that chant that CM Punk chant that really pissed me off because I'm going to boo them the fuck out of the wind trust arena. <laughs> and I don't care. And I'm sorry, like I'm a grown man and you're probably like, calm down, dude. But I am. I hope to God that crowd boos them out of the building. Oh, and I'm will. kind of excited for it. But it also pisses me off about this booking of the best of seven series where ultimately it's like, oh, the poor elite. Now we're going to win. And I'm like, I do not support this at all because I know what's coming. And I just, I'm done. Jim. I so I, I, one of the things I've struggled with for a very long time not just in pro wrestling, but in, in, in general is how do you separate the art from the artist? Uh, you know, all, all of us love the art of someone who's a piece of shit. Uh, you know, all of us do. There's, there's somebody, whether it's a director or a musician, and it's like, God, I fucking love that album. And then it turns out it was written by a monster. Right. And, and that's what I, that's the struggle I find myself in when it's the elite uh involved if you remove all of the context great fucking match remove like if 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 this happened in a vacuum that was a great fucking match kenny omega and Pac have some of the best fucking chemistry i've ever seen i want to watch them forever fucking phoenix and 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 penta against the bucks are phenomenal it's gold every time Oh, so good. So, so beautiful. I loved, loved that the ending continued the storyline of Death Triangle, not the storyline of the elite. Uh, I I really appreciated that. Um, I thought the entrance was and uh, overdone i'd say um uh, but honest to god here's my thought is is kansas starts playing and i'm like okay this makes sense but that song is only fucking rocking for the first like 30 seconds and then it goes to this like 
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you guys didn't think this shit through, right? Because all the fucking hype is now gone because you're just playing a ballad and, and nobody knows what the fuck to do. So I didn't love that part, but I, I just... It, like I said, it's hard for me. I really do struggle with separating the art from the artist. And and where is that line? What what should I, you know, what what should I carry through? Because I, I will say that the 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 chant you mentioned, Mike. You know, I, I said it to you guys in text, but it happened. I said totally predictable uh, and totally fun. If it wasn't vice presidents of the company, I think that was that's the thing is what bothers me is. Uh, apparently Matt and Nick were like cheering on the crowd to do the fuck CM Punk chant. And that's like, okay, that mm, you're kind of proving his point. Cause his whole point was you're too immature to have this position. And now here you're do here. You are doing something that proves you're too immature to have this position. So I think like I said, it was, it, I was really torn. I was really torn as a, again, as a standalone in a vacuum, Fan fucking fantastic match, wonderful match, and and not to go back to it. And the thing that just gets me so worked up about it, this just feels this has all been one sided, and that's what pisses me. And it's like I, I'm not saying Punk has some accountability. Absolutely, he did things that were unprofessional and whatnot. I know he's hard to work with and all this and this, but this is it's just been nothing but one sided to me. And it's like that's not fair, and it's it just sucks. It really sucks. But I don't, again, Tom, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to his like MMA announcing where he's like kind of taking like subtle jabs at them which is like i love it but it's also like dude this is like like maybe 20 people are gonna see this because like yeah i guess there was like a comment he made while while he was like uh well you don't want me in the locker room or something like that and it was like uh you know for me i was like cool then i was just immediately like click i'm not watching this um, <laughs> i think you're you're, you're spot on dude pack with Omega is money over money over money every time. So I could watch those dudes. If they're if they're as ever time to do that fight forever chant, it's definitely those two. Like those guys just fucking just blow it off the roof. Um and then yeah, I mean you get Bucks and 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 uh Penta and Phoenix, which those those guys always put on a great match. Um but yeah, I think the whole because of everything that happened, it, it just gives you a sour taste in your mouth and you're just like, okay, cool, next. And you're absolutely right, Mike. They're they're gonna get the trios championship back. Um although I don't know if you guys noticed um or or saw that like Omega cut this like amazing actually amazing promo uh for new japan and he's gonna be fighting yeah. uh, will osprey at Russell kingdom which is like yeah no we 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 shouldn't be jumping around but like that was fucking awesome like i don't know what kenny omega really had involved in that and i'm hoping it was very little and I, I'm, I'm sure he was just sticking up for his buddies which is great but like dude that match is gonna be fucking insane that's gonna be a oh, yeah. match of the year of the century like that is a gonna be a fucking insane match so i'd rather leave it leave it on on that note than just being like uh the bucks are politicking and just being dirtbags and it's like whatever i to me the 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 best outcome here the best way forward is punk and the bucks need to just move the fuck on don't drag this out don't turn this into bret hart and fucking goldberg where you're burying the dude every fucking just move on you don't have to reference it you don't have to make it your whole thing just move the fuck on don't keep being the you know the anti-cm punk guys or the anti 
you know, young bucks, just fucking move on. Just move on, which it seems like Kenny is doing. And good for you, Kenny, because you're right. Who the fuck isn't going to love that match? Yeah. Who isn't going to love Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay? Oof. Yeah. It's going to be. Oh, my God. What a way. Can't wait for that one. We're talking about Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Um, I, you know, I'm always a big fan of, you know, having the women wrestlers on. I'm just a big fan of having someone on that can actually wrestle. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. Jade looks amazing. And, and like some of her entrances are some of the most amazing I've actually ever seen. Like when she comes out as storm, like I'm like, all right, cool, man. I, she cannot wrestle. And I feel like they just pushed her weight and she just, too much and it's just i get it she's a badass and you can definitely see i can see the i can see where they're going and it's like i'm it's just hard to hang in there when it's like there's been some spots where i've been like oh good god i hope she didn't hurt somebody and i hope she's okay you know um and i just i think she's still working through it and i just to me nyla worked her ass off in this match and it was just like i hate that and it's just like it's not fair to me. It's not fair to Nyla. Um, and ultimately I think it's not fair to, for the Jade, you know, because like it's, I, I, I haven't been following Jade, but like when she gets in there, like, I, I'm sorry, I can't see her hang with a Brit, a Tony storm, um, uh, a Jamie hater, um, fuck Thunder Rosa, uh, Serena Deeb. I mean, I could see them both doing the, you know, the job of trying to make her look good, but like, I mean, Serena Deeb, I would love to see, she would tie her up. And it's just like, I'm, it just, ah, you know, and it's, I, I think she needs a little bit more work. I like what I, you know, she, you, she can, she's definitely getting better, but it's just not, I'm still not, ah, it's just, it's missing something for me. And I just, I thought this was a filler again, but I mean, it was just more on her entrance and this and that and getting the belt back as it just, I don't know, just didn't grab me, but happy for the women. Um, you know, Nyla looked great. Uh, but yeah, that's just, that's my take on it. Jim, what do you got? You know what I re- I realized last night? I, I, cause I've been, I've had the same thought as you, Mike watching Jade. I'm like, God, you, they love her because she does has, she has appeal. There's no doubt about it. She has appeal. Uh, she, she can, she can go outside of the market. She can draw a lot of people in and, you know, there, there's a lot of things to be excited about her just not her skill set in the ring and and watching last night i really kind of really just hit me like a ton of bricks i went holy fuck she's ultimate warrior um she has the the look she has the hype she has the ability to draw just off of appeal from entertainment value but she's going to fucking kill someone in the ring eventually, uh, you know, and and it it is. It's a shame because I, I you know, from a business perspective, I totally get why they're making her yeah, the face and they're doing all this. But putting her in there against somebody like Nyla Rose, who is a bona fide, great fucking athlete. But, you know, Nyla Rose is a legitimately fantastic wrestler. Uh, and I you know, actually I kind of liked the story build up to the match with Nyla stealing the belt and taunting her. And yeah, it was you know, pretty I fun. that was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. But Jade is just so out of her depth when she gets in the ring. And it's, it's a shame because I, I think if she were to, if she had not been thrust into the spotlight this early into her career, if she had been allowed to kind of cook, a little longer before being put out on the buffet table. I, I think I think she had the, uh, could have had a great great run, but as is, 
it's going to be hard to forget this like painfully bad wrestling that she's doing at this part in her career. Yeah, and I just I can't see who who in the hell is going to take the belt off of her. It's like I, it, the way they're I, to me like the way they're booking her, and that it's just it. I don't know. It's I I don't know how they're going to what they're going to do with that at some point. So. Interesting. I don't know. Tom, what do you think? Um, I'm going to be a total scumbag and that woman is beautiful. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Anytime she comes to the ring, I'm just like my jaw. I'm like, uh, like off the floor. Um, and I mean, I know that's a sleazy thing to say. And, uh, it's what we expect. Yes, exactly. I'm the, third bag, the three. Um, <laughs> yeah. But did you guys see that entrance? Huh? Uh, okay. No, I, I totally agree with you guys. Um, I, like there, there's a lot of people who are like hammering for her and Charlotte flair to, to like wrestle. And I'm just like, no fucking way. One, no, Charlotte, thank you. Charlotte would just destroy her and would make her look just awful. Um, agree, I agree. She needs a lot of work. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's much more to add except for like, I've never watched one of her matches and been like, wow, that was fucking great. I've always been like, Oh, somebody almost died or eh, it was okay. It was good. And I'm really, yeah. I'm actually really shocked that um, uh, I, I, I'm, forgive me for saying her other name, Ember Moon. I was actually really surprised that she wasn't the one to dethrone her. I was kind of like, well, Tony, you, you made a bad call there. And uh, I, I think I, I agree. I think if she had a solid six months off and just trained, trained, trained with some, you know, some uh, uh, Serena Deeb trained with, a, you know, I would even say like, a Lance storm or a drew Gulak. I think then, then you could see some really, really great stuff. But until that happens, we're just going to see like watery matches that unfortunately are the, the matches that, you know, are going to be the, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom or I'm going to go get a drink or, you know, cause you kind of peek your head back in and you're like, okay, this, this is still going. All right. Um, which is unfortunate. And I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody to, to, you know, uh, I guess, I don't want anybody to, to, to think that I'm like shitting on the women's division at all, but um, it's just like, yeah, next. And this is, this is again, when I, I mentioned earlier, this was another reason why I like boop, the bar lowers for the pay-per-view for me. Next up we have uh, what I would, I don't know. It was billed as a four way, but I would say it was a three way with a sack of potatoes um, <laughs> kind of rumbling about. Yes. Uh and if you followed our podcast, you know that said sack of potatoes is Mr. Chris Jericho. But uh, we have the four-way between Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. Um, it, it was okay. Um, you know, I, I, God, anytime I it was just like, I, I stopped paying attention when Jericho got in the ring. And I mean, he had a couple of fun spots. Like there were a couple of code breakers. Like, okay, you know, that those are fun. I'll, I'll pop for those. But like, man, I enjoyed watching anybody else but him in the ring and i like watching danielson and claudio is just is just great i mean you just my god like what i there I really there's nothing more i could say i mean i'm basically i'm struggling for words because it's just we all know it's great and it was it was really great um you know i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of sammy guevara but i also sometimes feel like sammy 
Sammy does show up um, on the bigger shows. Um, I he didn't do any of his stupid stuff, um, minus the shooting star press out to the outside. I thought, okay, it works. It's four guy or three other guys that can catch him and whatnot, and it it works with Jericho's persona. But and I get it. This is to okay, you know, it's Chris Jericho letting three other guys shine, but Jericho still gets the fucking rub for some stupid reason. But like. I, the thing that really kind of killed it for me was just the ending of that match because I knew it was coming. I part of me was like, oh, you know, a little of me was like, oh, I, I think Claudio might get it. Like, nope, up oh, he steals the win and gets it. Okay, and now you know, Jerry, like they're you know the JAS is friends again, and you know at some point the seeds of dissension will be sown. At some other point with Sam, it just was like, okay, cool. Like I was really hoping they were going to give it back to Claudio Bryan. I think he's just doing his Bryan stuff and just wants to just fucking wrestle, which is fine, but. Overall, I thought it was fun, but it's just I think we've all shared our opinions about how we feel about the the Jericho match and whatever else is coming. I think he's fighting. Who's he got on Wednesday? Yoshihiro Ishii. Uh, Yoshi Ishii. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then Ishii, which I'm like, what? Like, great. I get to see I get to see Ishii lose to this fucking dildo. Like, great. Like, it just <laughs> fucking cool, man. Like, so anyway, that's just. Yeah. So I I was really nervous at the beginning of the match because when Sammy came out, first of all, they brought Sammy out last. Secondly, they brought him out with like special ring gear and a (laughs) new video package. And I'm like, fuck, like they brought him out like this was Sammy's moment. And I was like, I got really fucking nervous. Um, And then the match happened. And, you know, everything you said, Mike, Claudio and Brian all day, every fucking day. Let's just let Beautiful. them just keep going. Right. Every time Sammy or Jericho got involved, it brought the match down. Uh, I will say the perfect for me, the perfect encapsulation of why Chris Jericho or of who Chris Jericho is in the year 2022 was when that one moment where he broke up the giant swing by leaping into Claudio and attempting to do a Judas effect. But really all he ended up doing is throwing his fat ass backwards into Claudio in the middle of the giant swing. That was the dumbest looking fucking thing I could have possibly seen, but it perfectly encapsulates Chris Jericho because I guarantee you going into the match, he's like, Yo, guys, you know, it'd be really fucking cool. You know, it'd be a really fucking good spot is if Claudio is doing the giant swing on Sammy and I like dive in to stop him. Right. It's like because look, as as a 42 year old man, I can say every fucking day I see something and think, oh, I could totally do that. <laughs> knowing I would die. Like, knowing, like, I would fucking die if I tried it because my mind hasn't figured out yet that my body is old. And that's Chris Jericho in his mind. He's like, I could fucking totally, I could totally clear that jump. No, you can't bro. No, you fucking can't. I could totally lie in salt. Not without scaring everybody. You can't like, <laughs> right. his, his fucking mind needs to catch up with the reality of what his body is capable of doing. And he needs to fucking stop it. He needs to go away. So I, 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 I love matches where Brian Danielson are involved. I love matches with Claudio Castagnoli. I fucking hate matches with Chris Jericho. <laughs> this, this, this was really the, the definition of an emotional roller coaster for me in this match. Watching Jericho nowadays, I am like holding my breath as in like, oh, someone's going to get their neck broken. Like, oh my God. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I just, oh, I do it. like they need to figure the fuck out what they're doing with Ring of Honor, and it's just and and being the indie fans that we are, and Ring of Honor is is and I don't care what anybody says is in is a crucial time in independent wrestling and what they're doing is a fucking disgrace. And, and I, I, I know it's professional wrestling. I know I shouldn't be that invested. I loved ring of honor. It was, I, I credit it as to what brought me back to wrestling because I was ready to just be like, ah, this sucks. I'm done with wrestling. And, um, you know, but that's not true. We all say that, but, uh, and but <laughs> ring of honor was, was that one was like, Holy shit, this is professional wrestling again. And, and, and it is, it's to me, I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's disgraceful that Jericho has that belt. It's disgraceful that he, he can barely fucking move with, with it. Like, and, and I wouldn't be surprised and, and we're going to, we're going to get into this. I wouldn't be surprised if a, uh, certain TV champion suddenly shows up and is part of the Jericho appreciation society, which at that point I would be like, very, very worried. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was great dude. Brian, Brian Danielson, that guy needs to do a masterclass on how to wrestle. Like I can watch him every fucking day of my life and just be like, God damn, that dude is so good. And same with Claudio, those two dudes, again, it's like Pac Omega level. Like I could watch those dudes all day, every day. And, and yeah, Sammy Guevara, like, uh, um, Jim, I know you're, you're pretty active on Twitter. Um, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where some random fan was like, I'm here right now. And the amount of heat that Sammy Guevara gets out gets is totally legit. Like what you hear when people are booing the shit out of him on TV. He was like 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. And he, and he's earned it and he's fucking earned it. Yeah. He's just uh, the fact that they didn't even bring Tay Mello out too, I think was kind of, uh, telling but yeah sammy i mean we, we we went over this before with the andrade stuff you know aew doesn't need sammy but sammy sure as shit needs aew i i just i don't know what the fuck that guy makes that guy so special because i i ain't seeing it i ain't I seeing it i'm wondering if he's if he like polishes like Tony Khan's car or carries his bags or, or what? Like, I was really afraid of how you were going to finish the sentence. And then yes, you said, car. Next up, um, we get uh, Soraya. I always say I'm, I'm all Soraya. Ah, man. I looked, it up. I looked it up to be sure. Soraya versus uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, this was. Again, I, I was never I missed. I think I missed. I don't know if it was. I'm trying to think of when I see. I want to say Paige, uh, formerly known as Paige. When she was doing her stuff, I think I was I was in school or the military and just didn't really get it and missed a lot of it. Um, I, I mean, I, I know her family. I know her like. So that's kind of cool. And I, I, I get the you know, with her neck and, and everything else and wanting to come back and like literally like, you know, her, her whole life is wrestling. It's with the, I highly suggest looking up, uh, the Knight family. Um, and they're very, very, very big and important in the British wrestling scene. Um, again, check it out. Um, I, like her mom wrestles, her brother wrestles, her dad wrestles, they own a promotion. It's insane. And so this girl has known nothing but wrestling. And I, I can't, that's great. I, I've never been able to not do something that I love um, and not be able to do it, you know, for as long as she didn't come back and, um, you know, seemingly did it. OK, I goddamn, I think Britt Baker deserves an Academy Award for 
if there is one in for professional wrestling, I don't know what it is. I know she had the title, but like she truly, and I mean this in a way, like I, I don't mean that sarcastically, like she knew her job and did it to perfection. I thought was, which was basically like Brit be Brit and protect her. And she did. And I, I was really, really, it just made me go. Britt Baker is going to be a massive star at some point. And she's amazing. I, I that to me was that again, I know, you know, Saraya went over and whatnot, but I think if you're a true fan at man, Britt is that's, I, I hope somebody pays attention to what she did here. And, and I don't think she did it maliciously. I think, you know, it's, it's to me, it's, I know, I don't know Britt Baker, but, I know she's very big, you know, very big about growing the women's wrestling scene and, and how important that division is to her. And I think with, um, you know, Soraya uh, coming, it's it's to, to put the two of them together. It's gold. And I it's I think they can definitely help each other out. But Britt really did an amazing job last night. And that's that's what made this um, one of my favorite matches of on the card, to be honest, was just how great Brit worked and, and protected her and, and, you know, kept the story going. I, there's more, there's more to come here. Um, obviously. So, you know, I just curious to see what you guys thought. I, I would just like to jump in and correct you real quick, Mike. Uh, I think she is a massive fucking star and she is just like, she is perfectly put where she's at. I just, she will reach like, you know, in my mind, the rock and stone cold level, like that's where she's going to get. And she absolutely 100% agree with you. Britt Baker is just fucking phenomenal. I, I, I think I, you know, she, she is an amazing talent. She has a long career ahead of her. I think one of the most telling, um, giveaways that that mike that that verifies that backs up what you were saying is they tried really hard to cut away from it but you could still see at the end of the match after soraya pins brit she soraya goes over to brit and like kind of hugs her and you know thanks her uh and you know like i said they cut away and we're trying to not show it and everything but you could you could definitely see uh what was going on there because yeah you know i i remember uh when soraya was she invented the women's division of nxt honest to god i mean it the nxt women's division wouldn't exist if it wasn't for for page now soraya and uh, you know, i i remember you know when she came up onto the main roster and you know fought aj lee that first night won the belt and uh you know she was an influential figure in women's wrestling not not because she busted out these insane moves or changed the way that we looked at how a wrestling match could be put together, but because she changed the way that people saw what a woman's wrestler could be, uh, you know, Paige and AJ Lee pushed kicking and screaming, pushed the WWE women's division out of the tits and ass, you know, years um, Paige and AJ Lee are the reason why we no longer have brawn panty matches right in the WWE. So I have a shit ton of respect for Soraya. I was really happy to see her come back. I thought she did a great job. There's obviously some rust there, uh, of course, but it, again, I love the emotions as well. Just like with Eddie Kingston, I, you know, the emotions of her coming out, the emotions of her winning the match, there, there were, there were some beautiful, beautiful moments there. Uh, and, but yeah, to, to go back to how, how it started here, Britt Baker is the future of women's wrestling period. Uh, not just for AEW, but in general, like in, in, across the, across the world, Britt Baker is the fucking future. Uh, and good. 
and I more power to her. You know, I, 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 I think she's a great person to lead the next revolution in women's wrestling. Gary, much, much better than Tessa Blanchard. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah you exactly. problem with racist now, Mike? Now you're anti-race, <laughs> really? You're you woke commie. <laughs> Free speech, Mike. Yeah. Free speech. <laughs> Reinstate her Twitter. <laughs> Whatever the fuck uh, is. I don't know. The, the one thing, uh, uh, this this is the match uh, that, that got me choked up because I just, I, I think... Uh, just like when 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 uh, Brian Danielson returned from from his neck injuries, anytime a good return happens, it, it's always uh, awesome to see somebody who who fought tooth and nail to to get where they're at, and and it it seemed like a, a massive mountain for uh, Soraya. And uh, after that, I mean, Huff, I just thought it was a beautiful little ending where she runs out and hugs her brother at the end. I, I was like. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and and you know again it's that like you know when when uh, there was like an interview uh, with uh, Brian Danielson and another wrestler where he was like up oh, two grown men crying about wrestling and it was just like totally like this is this is again this is now why I love wrestling because it can pull that emotion out of you and just be like man this was a fucking banger of a match I don't care you know ring rust and all like it was great to see her back healthy and doing her thing and and the the cherry on the top was running out and hugging her brother I thought that was perfect perfect way to end yeah no and 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 you know just hearing you guys talk about how great Soraya was I do want to it was good it was a good match I just it I I thought what Britt did was just amazing and it just to me that's it's I'm not trying to shit on you know Soraya coming back and her neck and everything like that it just I I think it just elevates Brit, just a, just that much more because I mean it, it takes a lot to probably you know to to say hey you two are probably going to be big stars we're going with her right now and you, but you need to protect her you know what I mean and that's and then she probably and I, I'm sure she wasn't told that and obviously that the number one rule of professional wrestling is always take care of your opponent but like it just it, it made the emotional that that much better you know what I mean just knowing that she could do she Brit had her you know what I mean Brit like Brit she was very safe with Brit and I thought that was really cool and I just I don't think that 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 should definitely um not go without saying I, is, I think that's, that's just, just to just add a notch to Brit Baker is that she to put a notch in her belt is that she knows what fans want and she's willing to deliver it and and that's part of being the the most I mean that's the professional part in professional wrestling is knowing when you need to put that person over to elevate their career because Britt Baker didn't need to win at all in my in my eyes I don't think so at all because she knew her place and she she was like okay cool I'm going to make her look amazing and that's another like credit to Britt is that she just she knows how the she's she's smart with the business she knows where the business is headed she knows that like Hey, I got to do this. And that, and that's, that's what, again, uh, you know, to go back, not to go, not to go back to the, the CM Punk and all that bullshit, but it's just like, she knows when to put somebody over. She knows when it's her time and when it's time to like gracefully leave. And, and I think that's, that's the best part of wrestling. That's, that's all you can ask for as a fan, you know? So now we get into the three way for the TNT championship. So we have Samoa Joe, Wardlow, Will Hobbs for the TNT Championship, for Wardlow's TNT Championship. Um, and this is just exactly what you think it is. Just three giant, beefy, meaty dudes, um, all who could all probably destroy. I, I think of it as like, the, the I don't know if, 
I'm sure we all remember this, the game Rampage, where it's like, you know, the dinosaur, the gorilla, and then the wolf. And it's like, they just, just that's oh, to yeah. me, the epitome of this kind of match. And then to make things better, uh, Ethan Page, big fan. He's on commentary uh, for obviously with the firm and everything that they've got going on. And uh, he is just, he and Taz are just like trading these like meaty, beefy, big men comments back and <laughs> forth. And it's just, it's hysterical. But like, it was a good match. Like I actually was really impressed with it. Like I like Wardlow. I think he is to me what Brian Cage should be. And it's like when he did that, like when, when Wardlow did that, like jump and run and did like that little, whatever the whisper in the wind, I was like, Holy shit. Like, cause I wasn't expecting it. Like I was like, Oh God damn, that big guy can fucking move, you know? And same with, with Will Hobbs. He knew when to, when to like, I'm going to destroy Samoa Joe and stuff. And like when he threw him into the guardrail, I was like, God damn, like, and (laughs) Joe can take it. And Joe comes in and, you know, Joe's being Joe. And I was just a little confused with the ending. (laughs) So obviously Samoa Joe wins. So now he has the, the ROH TV title and the TNT championship, which is for anybody that's uh, listening that isn't necessarily like a hardcore or, or in-depth wrestling fan is usually the television championship is put on someone who's always on television. And Joe has kind of been like off and on. Joe hasn't been on television for a while. Right. And so like and we've been getting nothing but Wardlow, and rightfully so. I'm, I'm a big fan. I love it. Give me a big meaty dude who just power bombs the fuck out of people. Like I – Sorry. Also, I completely forgot he did it to Will Hobbs like four times and like with ease. I was like, Jesus Christ. And credit to Will Hobbs, obviously, too, that I mean, to have that much. I mean, these dudes, I mean, that's a lot of weight to carry around and have that kind of caliber match. So like kudos to Will Hobbs for being able to like help, you know, support getting the power bomb down. But like and then obviously Joe comes in, cracks him. And I was like, okay, but like, what the hell is going on with Joe? Like, I just that really threw me for a loop because I really foresee, I thought Wardlow was carrying it for a while, like a good while. And I don't, is this like, they're going to do a, maybe this is Tom, what you're always saying is like, maybe this is the start of where they're going with ring of honor. And I I, I don't know. It just, that ending to me made no sense. So like that brought it down a notch for me, but man, this is just, this delivered big dudes beating the shit out of each other. Very athletic. And like, I think, having the tutelage of Joe out there really helped solidify it as like a pretty damn good match in my opinion. So guys, what do you think? The, the, what I wanted to, to say with the, the whole Joe ring of honor and Jericho thing, I'm, I'm probably wrong and I hope I am. Um, I could just see Jericho weirdly absorbing all of the ring of honor titles, which I will, I will be just severely disappointed in. Um, I I loved it. I love the match. I thought uh, the the match before it was the emotion. This was like balls to the wall, just heavy hitting fun, <laughs> and and I, I loved it. Um, I I will I will say that I think Hobbs should have won the title if there was going to be a, a person to win the title. It should have been Hobbs. I think that that dude is massively underrated, um, and I think hundred percent agree. He was he was a guy when he first shows up with Cody, who's green as hell, and you can tell like the dude has just been working and working at it, working at it, working at it, and like that that dude, I, I, I you know, they say that the title doesn't make the man, the man makes the title kind of thing, and uh, it, you know, you don't get you don't get into professional wrestling to to get the title, but like if there's a dude that deserves the title, it's fucking Hobbs because that dude is a workhorse. Um, 
Uh, the, yeah, Joe, I mean, I love Joe. Say, say, uh, you know, say all the positive things about Joe, but like, again, it just goes back to why I don't think the guy should have titles because he's very injury prone, especially this late in the game. Um, it's very concerning. Um, I can, I can see where they're going with Wardlow and I'll save that, uh, for a little bit later. Um, but, um, hell of a match. I, I just was like, this was, this was just fun. It was just like, Oh, fuck yeah. Big dudes, big meaty dudes beating the shit out of each other. I love it. I love it. I, I would have, the only, the only note I would have for this and the only change I would make is I wish they had taken more time building the Samoa Joe portion into it. Right. Cause you know, uh, yeah. Hobbs has been going after Wardlow for a minute here. That's been kind of, you know, good storytelling, good, slow build. And then Joe just came in out of the blue, right? And I love it. I think it fits. I think it's a it, it's a great addition, and I think it fits Joe's character really well. Uh, I'm happy to see him get the title. Uh, I I I think it's I think it's going to be real interesting to see where they're going to go with all of this now. Uh, but I I thought it was a great match. Like you guys just you know you guys have already said it was big dudes who can move and sell. Because that is another skill set that big dudes tend to not have is the ability yep. to sell. And, you know, Wardlow is such a diamond in the rough. Uh, I, I think he has a ton of upside. I think there's a lot of potential that's still untapped with the guy. I think Hobbs mm-hmm. is like you were just saying, Tom, has a shit ton of potential that's still been untapped. And Samoa Joe's fucking Samoa Joe. You know, he's he's bankable. He's just plain bankable. Uh, so I thought I thought it was great. I, like I said, the only thing I would have done different is 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 you know I wish they had started the the, the Joe angle earlier. I wish there was more time to let that fester. Uh, I think the payoff would have been even bigger uh, at the pay per view. Yeah, I was actually I was unaware that it was even a triple threat because I was like, oh, it'll just be Joe versus Wardlow because he blasted him. And then I was like, wait, well, well, Hobbs came in. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, oh, okay. So, yeah, it was it was kind of confusing. And I agree with you, too. It was just, you know, I I wish it would have been nice to to see a little bit more Joe. Um, I think because I love healed Joe when he gets into that, like kind of like I'm the alpha male kind of thing, like the stuff he was doing with Brock Lesnar where it was just like, you know, no, like I'm a guy that can go toe to toe with you kind of thing. And I, I think it's great, honestly, like, and I hope they run it back and I hope they have a program. It'll be a nice little program to see. Um, you know, I, I think Tom, I'm, I, I think I might, I'm intrigued to see where you're going to bring up Wardlow. Um, I, I have a feeling, I think I know where you're going with it, but I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on that. Um, but I hope they run it back. I'd love to see these three guys and, you know, hell throw another big guy. Give me, you know, maybe if he comes back, Brody King, throw Brody King in there, you know, and it's just these guys that can move and sell. And you got Joe kind of leading the pack, kind of helping them out, you know? So it's, it's Jim, it's bankable to me is I, I will, if Samoa Joe's involved and like, we already do like, you know, we like Hobbs. We like, um, you know, we like Brody, we like um, Wardlow. So it's like, why wouldn't we tune in? And like, I think, you know, that's where I hope they're going to go with it. You know, and like maybe Joel back off a little bit and kind of let the younger guys go. But, you know, man, sky's the sky's the limit. The match that I'd like to call uh, called, I should say, by the great Jim Yeager uh, that nobody asked for uh, nor cares about. We have yeah, or wanted a pick one of them. We have Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I, I, I tuned in just to think I, I was like I just gotta see this like I don't even know what's going on um there were points where I thought I was like oh my god I don't think Sting's gonna get up like 
I think, I think he's finally done. Like, Oh my God, he got back up. Like what? Okay. (laughs) There's multiple times where sting has recently wrestled where you're like, Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's, he's definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. And it, like he leaped off this one, the, 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 when he leaped off and he overshot, I was like, oh, he's done. He's got to be done. Nope. He got up and do, watch how he gets up. I don't know if you saw that or paid attention to it. He gets up. He's like, Jesus, goddamn Christ. I, why am I still like, he gets up. Like he is like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> like, I, I, God bless him, man. If he can still go, but like, I just I don't get what they're doing here. I I do not understand Jeff Jarrett being around. I will admit the man looks like he's in great shape. Um, kudos. He looks like he got in the ring, and it. I mean, I was like, okay, he didn't kill anybody, so like, kudos to that. You know, the man can wrestle, so I'll give him that. But like, this just. I, from the Satin and Singh guy coming in, I mean, that was kind of a cool spot when he kind of caught Darby. Um, I was like, okay, that was, I mean, I can't catch another human being. Um, so, um, you know, I like to think I can. That goes back to Jim's, you know, like, I could probably do that. No, I can't. I, I can't do that. Um, you know, granted, this man is like almost two feet taller than me, um, you know, but it's it was like, okay, it was an oddity. I hope this is over. I hope to God I don't see Jeff Jarrett anymore. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to see more of Jeff Jarrett, and I feel like I'm going to see more Sting, and I just – it really, really irritates me, and I'm not the biggest fan of Darby Allen, but I'd rather watch Darby Allen and Jay Lethal, specifically Jay Lethal, than those two guys. And I just – this was just like – and for how far it was in the pay-per-view, this is something I think like this is where – to me, it should have been a Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Like, if there's anything I'm going to fucking tune out, like, get that shit out of the way. Like, and this is a complete tune out. I don't know anybody who's involved in this storyline. And it's kind of like, it, it, and I don't like that AEW does this with Darby Allen. It's almost like shame on you for just putting that guy out there to get draw. And it's like the kid's a draw and I get it. And you want to use him and like then use him correctly and not with this dumb shit. And yeah, that's just, I don't know. So like, this is, again, this is what just it's placement, the whole feud, everything just brought again, there's another bump down for me on the pay-per-view, but gentlemen thoughts. This is the match that leads off the pay-per-view in any sane world. This is the first match because it is the least invested match. No one fucking cares there's been jack shit of legitimate buildup there's no real story here to pay off just fucking throw it out there so that jeff Jarrett can say he fought on the pay-per-view and move the fuck on with life just get it behind you just move the fuck on as quickly as possible satnam singh what what's impressive about him that's his fault right what has satnam singh done that to make himself impressive nothing he's gigantic and can catch a guy the size of my toddler good uh, for you right here. he doesn't wear red skinny jeans too, oh, touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean like yeah, is satnam singh impressive only in that like wow genetics are fucking crazy kind of a way <laughs> not anything he can do because like the, the one fucking thing that he did that like would show if he had a skill set was the choke slam, and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Was like it was a it was a great Kali choke slam. It was fucking terrible. So yeah, catching Darby, 
if Darby Allen was the size of Sammy Guevara, Sotnam couldn't have done it. Right. It's only because of the size disparity that Sotnam Singh was able to pull that off. And by pull it off, I'm using that term very fucking loosely because like he didn't even catch Darby. All he did yeah. was stop Darby's torso from hitting the floor and then <laughs> lifting him back up. So I just I, I fucking hated it start to finish. I like I, I wish Men in Black was real so I could take the little flashy thing and fucking <laughs> in front of my eyes and forget that this ever happened. They, they don't ever need to go back to this. They don't even need to talk about it again. Just fucking be, be, just be done. Just be done. One of the, like, the worst parts about this match is like you could just um, like imagine Jeff Jarrett in the back. Like being like Tony Khan's like putting his like finger like on where his like where his match should be. And you can just tell Jeff Jarrett's like up, up, a little more up. And like, <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah, come on. And and what blows my mind is, too, is like, you know, you fucking know Jeff Jarrett was like, well, we could end the pay-per-view with this. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> and, and, like, you're just like, no, no, Jeff, no. Jeff, no. And, and, and like, but, yeah, dude, it's just – this is a turd of a match. I, I like Darby Allen. Darby Allen's got, I think, a really specific – good gimmick geared towards like that market of kids, just like sting did back in the day. I'll admit it. I was a huge fucking sting fan back in the day. Cause oh, hell I yeah, love the crow and I'm terrible with liking movies. So <laughs> um, but like, sting, but that's the thing. Though, like as much, as much, as much as we shit on like older wrestlers, sting like legitimately knows his fucking place though. He's like, my job is to get over new talent. My job is to get over young talent to make this kid look, fucking good and yeah he does take some insanely questionable spots um and sometimes it doesn't pay off and yeah it looks like like like, you can just hear i'm I'm surprised i'm sure they cut the microphone or any kind of audio with him being like oh fuck and like nobody i'm sorry man nobody i feel like nobody our age is like hey man you know what'd be really cool to see sting do is jump off a fucking balcony like i'm like no you're gonna die and another thing too no sting when he was in his prime right when sting was in his prime he never took those fucking bumps I don't ever remember him. I mean, the most like scary thing he did was he continued to like slowly descend from the, the, the rafters. And even that was like, after what happened, Owen, they were like, no, you're just going to fucking go through the, 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 you know, the, the gorilla position. But like, I don't know. I'm just getting off on tangent. Cause I hate Jeff Jarrett, but like, yeah, this, this, if there was like, the matches that we mentioned before, it was like a plus to an a minus. This is like, like, you know, it, it, it added nothing. It added fucking nothing to the pay-per-view except for to inflate Jeff Jarrett's ego. And yeah, dude, Mike, I wish, I wish this is it. I wish he's going to crawl back to the back and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go ahead and do what I, I did over in WWE. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, and like he, he thinks in his mind, I'm sure he's like, I'm going to put over Jeff, uh, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking, I'm going to put over Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, he's going to put over himself. <laughs> no, like Jay Lethal, but like Jay Lethal doesn't fucking need the help. Jay no, Lethal he doesn't is a need phenomenal star by himself. Why he's aligning himself with Jeff Jarrett is beyond me. But yeah, dude, this is Drawing like. a blank. Insert, who's who's, who's Lethal's for me? 
Yeah. No, who's who's lethal sidekick? Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay, that's who he needs. It, that's all he needs. Is Sanjay just irritating enough? And it, you're. That's all he needs. It, Jay Lethal's just fine, and it just. I, I I get Jay Lethal has a very big. I mean, there's a reason. Um, I I don't know if you guys. I'm I'm sure you do, but uh, Jay Lethal helped train Ric Flair to get him ready for that god awful. I the less said about that, the better. But just Jay Lethal really has this connection with these older wrestlers, and they really gravitas towards him. And like Ric Flair speaks very very highly of Jay Lethal and several other. You know, others do. And I think that he just and it's I I don't know why, to be honest. And it's I don't know if it's just Jay Lethal's love of just his 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 wrestling knowledge and, you know, his or his love of of the guys that he loved growing up, you know, the macho man. And hence why he's doing the macho man and why he's always being around these older wrestlers. So I, I don't know. And it's just but he doesn't need it. And yet it's just, I don't know. I, I, I can't see what they're doing with it and why he keeps doing this. And again, why Jeff Jarrett, it just that woof. Then it gets into a match where I was actually really excited for. But man, if I was coming off of like a Luchasaurus Jungle Boy, man, I'd be fucking hot for this because, gentlemen, I am talking about the AEW interim uh, women's championship between Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. I think I've said it on this podcast many, many times. I am a massive, massive fan of Jamie Hayter. Um, I feel like I, my wife looks, I feel like looks like Jamie Hayter. So I feel like it's like a mix. Just, it's just even better. Um, Unless I get any Freudian stuff here. Mike. We don't need that. <laughs> no, but I, like, I, I role play. Really <laughs> great. No, like, but I told on, it's my wife, my wife, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, she's, she's, uh, um, I'm slowly getting her into to wrestling. She's come to definitely uh, several events with me uh, and whatnot. And uh, a little bit of a spoiler, she's coming with me actually to the uh, Dynamite after Full Gear. So a uh, little bit more to be said later. Uh, but um, uh, I, she she loves Jamie Hayter. And I was like, man, if, if Jamie was a hater, was a wrestler, or if Caitlin was a wrestler, she'd be Jamie Hayter. We always joke about it. And I was really, really, I wasn't sure about this i really thought tony storm was gonna win um i thought you know with the interference um it was like i was like ah crap you know i could see it in this and when she won i legit was like oh like i did i i popped i i was really excited for jamie hater and i love jamie hater i think she's great i thought tony storm did a really really good job they this match kind of it brought me back from that bullshit from before and that's what i love about pro wrestling is when you get it started off a little slow but it built, it built, it it built and built and built. And uh, again, this was fantastic match, and I was really happy with the outcome. Um, and I don't know because I know Tony Storm and uh, Juice Robinson are getting married, or they're engaged. So maybe I don't know. She's taking some time off, or you know, doing whatever she wants to do. But like, I'm really stoked about Jamie Hader because I could see this going in many, many different ways. You know, with Britt, Britt being the mean girl, that story writes itself. I would kill to see Jamie Hader and Britt. They've already teased that. Um, you know, and, and include that, you know, I know rebels there for fodder, but like, that'd be even fun with that goofy stuff. Um, you know, but it was happy, happy, happy for Jamie Hayter. I fucking love that ripcord elbow, whatever you want to call or that ripcord lariat, whether you want to call it the rainmaker or, or, you know, what, what Jamie Hayter does. I just, I love that. And she does it so well. And I was really happy. And I thought for a minute, uh, uh, when she came out, I was like, cause she came out, you know, Jim, to your credit, they kind of you know, they, she was done up and I was like, Oh shit. Like Jamie looked like this is 
she looks great. Like I was like, she's coming to fuck some shit up. And uh, ultimately she did. So, you know, so just that it was fun. I, I love this match, obviously, clearly. But guys, what did you think? Uh, I, I'm actually kind of surprised Jamie Hayner won. Um, I'm actually um, I, huge fans of them both. Um, I don't have too much to touch on it because I, I only I only caught like highlights of the match. Um, I kind of wish Tony Storm had a longer run uh, with the title. And I know there's a lot of like uh, weird speculation with – um, just completely removing Thunder Rosa from her her title and just um, getting rid of that interim and just calling it what it is. Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of neither here nor there or kind of a relevant point. But yeah, I mean, from the highlights that I watched, um, fucking excellent, excellent work. Um, it, it, I, 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 again, I, we keep saying we're going to save some comments for later. And I'll definitely save my comment for later. But um, yeah, it's a fucking fantastic match. I mean, this is this is when you get it's one of those matches where um, it's like the chemistry is just super fucking good. The moveset's tight. The communication's flowing. It, it, great, great fucking match. And and uh, both, I think both of them looked insanely strong leaving uh, leaving each uh, leave, leaving the match. So, uh, Jim, what, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, uh, ashamedly, I have to say, I did not expect much coming into this, and fucking blown away. <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. You know, I, 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 I like Jamie Hader. I've never really thought Tony Storm earned the hype that she has uh but this match was fucking fantastic they 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 blew it away i thought they they did a wonderful job all the way around uh i i i love that they gave them the main event finish type right of like they're gonna hit their finishers and kick out they're gonna hit their finishers and kick out and you know like that's like something you see the main event in the men's you know match so i was really happy to see that the way that they approached it the way that they laid it out uh i i three thousand percent think they need to just stop with this interim bullshit and just call jamie Hayter the women's champ and you know when thunder rosa comes back if thunder rosa comes back sure first in line but she's been gone way too fucking long we've had titles change hands enough of this interim stuff it really yeah. it's it's enough is enough uh and you know give jamie the respect she deserves just make her the regular agreed. women's champ agreed yeah i 100 percent agree um because i think she's had this coming for a while um you know and i think i think she really honestly and if if you pay attention to it i think she really earned it when she was brit's lackey you know what I mean? And was really helping put Brit over. And I think it's a good, th- you know, and I think Brit was like a lot of people, I've been hearing several people kind of bitching about, Oh, well, Brit coming in and interfering. She's just repaying the favor. It's, she's, she was doing exactly what, what Jamie did and it works. And that's, it's two mean girls. And I'm like, Oh, please. Absolutely. You know? And that'll bring in, I think, cause like, you know, again, you know, that'll bring in, you know, people like my wife who will be like, Oh, mean girls. I know that reference and this and that. And like, Ooh, like everybody, I, you know, I think we're saying this and I know, Jim, you kind of said this, the, you know, the catty bitches, everybody's got a bit of catty bitch in them and they love it, you know, and it's like, I, you know, my wife's a big fan of reality TV and some of them can be some pretty catty ladies. And it's just, That's I'm like, babe, this is exactly like, television. yeah. And it's like, babe, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker is that on screen, but with wrestling and it's like, and you know, she's, she's really intrigued by it and she likes it. And that's what kind of helps buy her. So please, yeah, give me that all day long. And you know, so I think, great, great match. Yeah. I think what kind of frustrates me the most about like current wrestling is that, uh, especially with like wrestling fans about people bitching about all this stuff where it's just like, 
can you not understand that they're building a fucking story? Like, it's like, it's, it's so weird. It's it, being a wrestling fan now to like back then where they took like, uh, like years to build stories. And now they're like, it's just like, just fucking guys settle down. There's a story being built clearly it, like the writings on the wall, like hater and Britt Baker are going to go at it. Like just let it fucking play out, please. Like my, it's just, it drives me nuts. It's like, have the patience guys. And also too, you just saw a fucking banger of a match. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And well, no, and Tom, you actually kind of bring up an interesting point. I think this goes back to like some something we've not to belabor the point here, but something we've always kind of talked about how we all like our different love of of wrestling and, and the different aspects of it and why to me, I would think that this new younger generation would really appreciate this because of, you know, Britt Baker's social media presence and Jamie Hayter's social media. You know what I mean? That they buy into it more and understand that there is this story being built. But like now, but also, you know, it's I've noticed with some, you know, professional wrestling social media accounts, it's blurring the line between who they actually are and their character is, you know, and it's like where MJF is like constantly MJF. And he's like very, very, very rarely do you ever see him actually break and be himself like i've seen it a couple of times and it's actually kind of a it's kind of funny um there was an, a brief exchange on one of ethan page's blogs where he referred to him he's like he calls him julian and he's like no no no, you don't get to real name me and it was a kind of a vulnerable <laughs> moment but um no and i think that that's the thing and it's like i'm just kind of surprised that this younger generation coming in is just like you know it's like no we want that no no and it's like well Man, no, there's a story to it. That's the whole thing, you know, and it's just interesting to me that some of them are just bitching about it. But yet social media could be such a great tool. Like, I don't know. It's just an interesting I think you can kind of see where I'm going with it, Jim. It's just it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just interesting to me that they're not kind of gravitated, like gravitating towards that more. No, absolutely. And, And you're right. It's it's and, you know, my day job is dealing with this generation of people and uh, I, there's not a single day that goes by where I don't like feel the, like the guy that Tom thinks I am uh, where I, there's not a day that goes by where I'm not like, Oh fuck, I'm old. Oh, so out of the loop. Uh, because say they, how just old Jim really is like the guy is so fucking old. All right, everybody. Have you ever, have, have you ever seen a, a Galapagos tortoise? <laughs> Yeah I, yeah, I used to. That's me. I used to. I used to train them when I was a child. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, because you, you're actually right, Mike. Like the 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 impatientness of of the generation that you know, they love social media and yet aren't willing to engage with it to the point where it connects for them. And for I mean not to get all fucking you know joe rogan about it or anything but it's you know it's like critical thinking is lacking right they're lacking the ability to to see context beyond what's in front of them and uh, i think that's part of the reason why a story like the the you know the tony storm uh 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 jamie hater and then Britt baker angle part of it as well i think that's part of the reason it's not paying off as well as it should is because they're the context isn't being handed to them and a lot of these, a lot of younger kids are having a hard time putting it together that way, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a bummer because it's, it's, you can see where it's going and it's great, I think, you know, and even if it doesn't, but like it, it's still fun to just have that, you know, like let it be, let it simmer, you know, and it's just they want more and more and more now, now, now. 
Speaking of good stories, how about that tag match, guys? Yeah, man, I I'm this one. I was kind of surprised it was really late, in the, like late in the uh, it, it, where it was. Not to take away from them, um, I, I I love the acclaimed. I, I love that they're over. It's just, this is this is this is like goofy pro wrestling that I love. That like it's it, it's still good content but it's just got that element of cheese to it we had some friends over and they were watching it and they were just like they were like i love when people know who someone is but they're not like actually aware of like their 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 catchphrase or whatever and they were unaware of their whole scissor me daddy thing and they're just laughing their (laughs) ass off and i'm like yeah like yes like this is so dumb it's so dumb and so silly and like this is what's fun about professional wrestling but like these guys these cats can roll as the as the dude would say um and I was just I was surprised that it was just this high up in the card um, as, as you know, for this for the story that it was being told and that these guys, this is like the rubber match. And I'm just it was interesting that it was right before the main event. So, again, not to take anything away, like I've been at several events with the acclaimed and that pop is it's in, I haven't this was before they won the tag champions and they were just kind of starting this whole scissor stuff. And it was insane. And. I remember seeing him when way before when um, uh, not Anthony Bowen, but Max Caster got suspended for some of the comments or he made a rap about the Duke lacrosse thing. Um, And, you know, it took some time off, rightfully so, um, you know, educated himself. And uh, when he came back, we were Tom, I think you were we were at that show and he came back and they they got a good pop and it's just been building and building. So I'm really happy for him and it's fun. I, it, at some point, I think it's going to come to an end, unfortunately, um, you know, but I'm in, you know, uh, and then we have uh, Swerve and Keith Lee, who've been kind of building toward, you know, obviously a split. But as Tom said, speaking of news, uh, it good match. They're having a good match. And you can tell Swerve is just, you know, Swerve's being Swerve. He's always had this kind of edge to him and he's got the edge to him uh, in this match. And, you know, it's coming. And sure enough. Keith Lee walks out on Swerve Strickland and the finish is essentially the acclaim just destroying, you know, Swerve and, and, and reclaiming their title. But the big news is that yes, they've finally split and it looks like Keith Lee is, you know, going to be always the Keith Lee, the, you know, the big, just the big, I cannot wait for this guy to get into some singles action and really let loose. But I also on the plus side, the double plus for me is we get a mean, nasty Swerve Strickland, which is like, I'll take that all day. And because both of these guys are great. So I'm, I, you know, good match, just a little surprised on where it was. Um, I thought, you know, it, great. The acclaim keep going. Um, and now we get Swerve and Keith Lee. And so, sure, I'm in. I think, I think one of the AEW's absolute strongest, and I think it's just because they, they've made a point of it, is their tag division. I think their tag division just is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I love the acclaimed. Um, I love that Keith Lee and Swerve were together. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think it's time to see Keith Lee in, in the singles push. Um, and I think he needs to definitely – be world heavyweight like that's the push he needs to go not tnt not any of this ring of honor shit um keith lee is to me the the your hidden gem in any promotion that he's in and and i i love keith lee i i love swerve too um swerve just does like the way he moves is just like you defy physics sometimes man like how the fuck do you move that well in that fluid um 
I think we're going to see, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. That was weird. Um, I think we're going to see, um, I think we're going to, if we do see Lee in the title picture, Swerve is going to be that thorn in the side that's going to cost him the title. And we're going to get, uh, like I said, we're going to get a fucking great year story out of this. I hope we do at least. Um, I know there's, there's again, not to get all clickbaity here, but um, I, I, I've heard reports that he's unhappy and he wants to go back to WWE and he's like, no, I, I really don't. Um, a lot of the fans, again, we, we mentioned the tribalism. They're like, come back to WWE so you can fight Roman. There's a, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, and if it does, well, I'll, I guess I'll eat this hooded sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Um, but no, I, I think what's next for the acclaimed is just great tag team wrestling. Um, yeah, I get it too, Mike. I agree. I think it's a weird spot for the card. Um, I think that's, I think it's just Khan trying to prove that like, Hey, tag team wrestling is just as important as the main title. So I think it was a great match. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going to build up and anybody who's listening, who doesn't is, is anxious to be like story and it like, let it play out. It's going to be fucking awesome. I promise you. When you, you, the acclaimed, are probably the most over tag team in the world, right? Like they, the epitome of over. Yeah. Like the epitome of over. They're as over as it gets. So it, them being this late in the card makes perfect sense to me. Uh, you know, I, I to me, that's that's all it is. is that the acclaimed is a fucking moneymaker. Uh, you put them on late in the show to prove that, that you know, that's how much confidence you have in them, that's how much faith you have in them. Um I thought it was a great match. Uh, I thought it was really, I really liked the way they, they tied in the Anthony Bowens uh, injury stuff to it. I thought they worked that really right. well. Yeah, I, forgot about that. Uh, I thought that was, that was all well done. Um, you know, it, you could see the swerve Keith Lee split coming a mile away. It was just a matter yeah. of when, not a matter of if uh, I liked the way that they did it. I liked the way that it played out. I, for one, um, I think it's going to be a, a, a really cool, feud between Swerve and Keith Lee but then what I'm really looking forward to is can you imagine Keith Lee versus Wardlow in a world title eliminator right or like in a main event oh my I mean, life, just reinventing reinventing what pro wrestling could be with those two in the ring so now that top flight is back together right and both members of top flight are healthy I would love to see top flight versus the acclaimed I think that could be fucking Oof. very special yeah. Um, but yeah I, I think there's a lot of good to come out of this match it was a great match in and of itself but i think it sets up some really really good powerful stuff moving forward uh and you know i think i can see the next six months of booking for all four of those guys uh coming out of this because now the acclaimed are tested right you know they're 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 not just the young pups anymore they're tested they've proven themselves they've got a little bit more gravitas as they move forward through the going through the rest of the tag team division. So I, I thought it was well booked. I thought it was well executed. Uh, and like I said, I just, the, the thought of Keith Lee in the main event singles picture just makes me giddy. So I, I I'm really excited for that. Really excited. Agreed. And I'll, to add to, to real quick, to add to the Keith Lee stuff, I would, I'm actually like, I hope, and I don't know, I, I haven't really like, really looked into it, but like, I really hope he kind of extends that olive branch and goes to like New Japan for a little bit too. Cause there's some dream matches there for sure. And also too, we've talked about it before about like a big guy running rampant through New Japan. Uh, what is it? The Gaijin? Is that what they call him? Mm-hmm. 
is that like holy crap dude he would that dude could retire like almost immediately because of how much money he would make i I love i can't i seriously cannot i i love keith lee keith lee is one of my favorite wrestlers currently and and the guy he is like again i will say time and time again he is the guy that you want in your company he's just a fucking star that you know, he's just a mega star. You're, and I think the credit to really again, not that the WWE again is 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 the upper echelon, but it it's always been there. And I mean, and this is pretty much on the cusp of the you know end of the Vince McMahon era. And it, I will say that match that's I believe it was a Survivor Series match where he and Roman, and it was like holy shit, you've got someone oh here that can, is probably going to disrobe like at some point dethrone Roman. And is going. It just it felt like that, and I I don't know what happened and what they soured on. Um, clearly, obviously, it, it's their biggest loss. I know my, Tom and I have talked about this countless times. Like it was probably their biggest loss and AEW's biggest gain. And again, Tom, to your credit, if they let him go to New Japan, Jesus Christ, they might lose him. I mean, like holy moly he's amazing and he deserves and i i think at some point he probably will go back to the w and he deserves to 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 have a good run um and and yeah to, to, so. to add to your wwe thing real quick mike and then we'll move on but like he's a guy who you could have seen four to five main events at wrestlemania easily 100 easy and they, man they just they just fucked it all up. And I don't know why, but hopefully we'll see him back. Vince, and, and he definitely could do it. Vince ruined it. That's a, it's all it's, it's, yeah, it's that. It is. Vince, I mean, yeah. Vince ruined Tri- it. Triple H shoved a rocket up his ass and sent him to the moon. He gets to the main roster, and Vince is like, man, I can't see your abdominal muscles. And they, so they you fucking buried him because Vince <laughs> is a body guy. Yeah. You know Terrible. what? You look like a. <laughs> you look like a big cat. You know what? You also look like a bear. Bear cat. Sounds good. <laughs> I like it. Book it. Speaking of strapping a rocket to one's ass, um, uh, we conclude with um, with <laughs> no. We conclude with MJF versus Mox for the world title. Uh, I think at this point, if you've been sleeping under a rock uh, in in the world of professional wrestling, you, uh, your new AEW champion, and rightfully so, is uh, MJF. Uh, I, great match. I'm just I, this the ending really, and I have to say, and I I, I don't know if you have yet to see the media scrum uh, after because I think that needs to be kind of included in this because it. It, 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 I'm really confused, to be honest. Like I, I'm, I'm not, it, not like swerved or. I just, I don't understand what's going on. Like to be honest, and it's after seeing that media scrum, and it kind of, again, it, and I'm I, not to bring up the punk stuff or anything like this. It just, I'm really confused. It is like how, so essentially. MJF, he wins the title. It's a decent match. It's, it's you know, um, it's exactly what you think it is. It's MJF is MJF. Uh, Mox is Mox. Uh, Mox is, uh, is being heavily booed um, because clearly MJF is going into this as like as, as the face. And everyone, you can kind of see this. And this is where I guess maybe I didn't do the best job of setting this up. So I apologize because 
MJF comes out. Everybody's hot. He comes out. His entrance is great. He runs back out and gets an even bigger pop. And everybody is booing the shit out of John Moxley after like maybe 30 seconds ago, they were cheering him on his way to the ring. So like I, this is the brilliance of John Moxley. In my opinion, he clearly was like, okay, I got it. The crowd's turning and I'm going to, and he, he did, he did a really good job. Um, so ends up being, you know, again, so Mox is doing his Mox stuff, you know, kind of carrying the crowd, basically trying, doing everything he can to get MJ Huff over as a baby face. Um, Cause that's what's clearly, that's what's happening. And MJF's being MJF and there's good stuff happening and this and that. And, you know, here it comes. And then William Regal comes out and I knew him like, okay, there's going to be a swerve. Something's happening. I, I they, they were kind of building to this um, and, you know, reading some dirt sheets and, and whatnot there. They, a lot of people are saying that like, you know, what's going to happen with the, the, you know, if William Regal turns, um, you know, what's going to happen to the, to the black cool combat club. Uh, you know, there's been all kinds of stuff just kind of floating around that like something is going to happen. Um, it's going to be a double swerve. It's going to be this, whatever. Um, and, uh, the finish is essentially uh, uh, MJF is going to go use his his, his ring, his uh, diamond ring that he win- that he wins uh, that he's won. Regal kind of tells him to throw it away. He throws it away, does his thing. Regal then slides him some brass knuckles and he knocks out MJF and wins the title. And there's this kind of weird smirk between MJF and um, Regal. And so it's like, OK, so now Regal's with this. So, and what I was trying to get at earlier is when, so now fast forward to the press conference and MJ kind of goes off and he's like, basically like he drops all these F words. He ridicules Tony Khan. um, And then um, essentially like, he's like, the thing that I got out of it was, was he's like, you really guys, you guys were following me the past two months. You really think that that's what, I don't know if you guys picked up on that. It was really, really fast, but he's like, I've been doing this. I've been having you guys hook, line, and sinker for so like that to me says now. Wait, he's going back to nasty heel MJF. Like I again, great match. I'm happy. Good move. MJF is the champ. It great move. That's not what I'm questioning. I do not understand where they're going. Like what what is happening? And I don't know if you guys got that. And again, it's that's this is what kind of again knocks the pay per view down for me. It just didn't. You've been building MJ up up as one thing, then he's another thing, then he's another thing. Now he's this, you know, the guy that was the face is now a heel. Like it, what the? There was so much that happened to me in that about twenty minutes, and I just interesting to hear what you guys think and how that affected your view in the match and yada yada. I've talked a lot, so I apologize, but like it's just this one really like. It really kind of threw me for a loop, to be honest, for what was happening, I think. I think the, the match itself was really good. Um, I thought it was really good storytelling. Uh, you know, it wasn't a display of technical brilliance, but it was really good storytelling. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the match. And, you know, I of course, MJF was going to win the belt. Of course. Yeah. Right. It makes perfect sense. It's the right yeah. move. Uh, having the regal you know, turn in there is going to be interesting to see where this goes, you know, what's going to happen from here. Honest to God, my thought going into it was I thought that the, uh, the firm was going to come in and, you know, they were, Oh, they were working together all along. So the, the regal swerve kind of threw me a little, I was like, Oh, okay. All right. This is, this is clever. Let's see where this goes. Uh, I, I thought the, the, the media scrum was brilliant. It was, it was MJF saying, 
you fucking suckers. Right. You know, like you believed me when I said that I wanted to win it the right way. You believed me when I said I want to come on. You know, I, I, I thought that was great because it's that's where his strength is. MJF's character strength lies in being a piece of shit. You know, and and I, I think he has to be that piece of shit. And the fact that he's teasing us as not being a piece of shit is going to make him being a piece of shit even more effective. Right. You know, you need the changes and levels to really kind of show show how great that depth is. So I I, I really like the way they're playing this out. I'm I'm very interested. I'm very interested in how this is going to move forward from here um you know i i gotta say before the swerve and before the the press conference i thought for sure ethan page was going to win the world title eliminator and it would be paid ethan page versus mjf right because it'd be like the firm you know mm-hmm. but after that press conference i'm like maybe it'll be ricky starks Maybe it'll be Ricky because I don't think they could put Ethan Page in there with this MJF. Uh, so I, I I like the fact that it's keeping me on my toes. I like the 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 validity of MJF's character with this. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to where this is going to go from here. I'm very interested in what's going to happen at Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, you know, just talk about dropping a grenade right in a, in a, that whole mix. What's going to happen there? So I you know I. You you always want stories to not only have a conclusion, but set up something more moving forward, right? That's the whole idea of denouement is what comes next. I, I really think they executed very well on this. They gave you a great conclusion and are keeping you hanging in for the next installment. I absolutely agree with you, Jim. Uh, I, I love the match. Um, also, by the way, Mox can rock. Some red pants, by the way. If there's some red pants, some, you know what I mean? Come on. He looked great. Um, no, it, it was great. And, and um, yeah, Mike, I, I, I disagree with you. I think that, I, I mean, even me, I've been preaching since we started this podcast that MJF is going to go babyface, and he proved me wrong. At 100%. Uh, I think the, the, the press conference was, at, was just like a cherry, uh, a cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, I mean, I, I agree, Jim. Yeah. He was just like, you fucking idiots. Like what, who the, who have you, like, where have you been? Like, you know who I am and you know what I'm capable of doing. And, and, um, you know, to, to, to add to your point, Mike, yeah, I, I am a little, I was a little caught off guard, but with Regal, I like Jim thought the firm, something with the firm was going to happen. Um, and, and yeah, it was going to be that like, haha, I've been, we've been working together all along. Like I can take an ass kicking. I'm MJF, you know, um, the, the, it sets up for such amazing fantasy booking. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where I'm actually glad Wardlow lost the title because we are, I guarantee, I fucking guarantee we're going to see Wardlow versus MJF and, and Wardlow should be the guy who dethrones MJF. But that being said, it needs to be a very long story. And 100%. I guess maybe that's the point of this whole entire, entire podcast is that like, this is a story making dream. Yes. I, I, I agree, Jim. I think we're going to see Ricky Starks and I think, um, we're going to see a lot of really great baby faces. Hell, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of them, uh, but I, I, I would even I would love to see 
Hangman Adam Page and MJF. I, I want to see all these baby faces just get cheated out of their win and then Wardlow's the guy to dethrone it. And, and it, I think it, it, the writing's on the wall. It will happen, but MJF deserves the title. He deserves to have a massive title run with it. And and I think it, it, it's totally appropriate for him to be just the shitbag heel that he is, and he will win by any means necessary, cheating, pulling refs in front of him. I, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was it, – it, if there was a way to regain points for the pay-per-view, it was definitely the MJF uh, Mox match. Um, yeah, so I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I, MJF is just – is so good at being the worst. <laughs> he really is. He's just, I hate him. I love him, but I hate him. <laughs> right. No. And I'm with you. And, and, you know, hearing your guys' responses really, I don't want it to make it seem that like I was completely like, no, I, of course I knew that MJF, you know, was yeah. Ooh, my case. MJF, you heard it, it first. Oh my God. No, no. I love you MJF. I just, I think I didn't, again, I don't think I did a good job of explaining. I didn't, the, the build just felt really wonky to me. And it was like, okay, if we all knew, if we all knew MJF was eventually going to get there, it just, you know what I mean? Like why waste all that energy on making him like this? You know what I mean? It just, it didn't, it just, the story to me didn't flow. I, I can see where everything's going now because now again, he's going to be essentially, he's, I'm not saying Ric Flair reincarnate, but like it's that old school kind of mentality of like, no, now you got to, it's to be the man, right? And it's Wardlow, you know, that could potentially do it or someone else who is just this white hot baby face, you know? And, and it just, I just didn't, I just wasn't a fan. The story just kind of just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't, it, 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 and maybe shame on me. And that's what makes wrestling just that great is they got me, you know, as I was like, man, I really wanted to see a baby face MJ, you know, and whatnot. Well, well, so. well, well Mike, that, I mean, that was like what Jim just said. Like, again, it, it's, it's the, the, the layers of, of professional wrestling that we love. Whereas like, can you imagine Wardlow versus Keith Lee? That is going to be insane. And it's yeah. going to happen. Oh, for I, sure. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And even, hell, even Keith Lee, if Keith Lee's the guy to dethrone MJF, fuck yeah. I'm all in. But, it, I, I, I mean, it needs to be Wardlow. <laughs> it just really does. That dude, that guy, if they lose Wardlow, I feel the same way about Wardlow as I do at MJF. They lose either of those guys, this company is going to hurt yeah. for a long time. Yeah. If, Wardlow, if Wardlow goes to the WWE, Triple H is going to just push that guy to the fucking moon, which he deserves. I, I, I think, I think this. Uh, if if we do if we were talking about a reboot, I wouldn't necessarily say this pay per view is a reboot, but like. The, the 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 fantasy booking to come out of this at the end is just my mind's racing. It's just like it's incredible. You can the sky's the limit, really. I mean, hell, even even if Malachi Black somehow ends up in this, you can write him in. And it's just again, man, I can't say enough. I think that Tony Khan of of all the things that he does wrong and all the things that he got right, I think he he fucking got this dead on right. It's interesting. I'm reading this, uh, the, the cage side seats, it's just to, to guide it. Uh, uh, and the, the guy, he, his, I just now read the article and he's, his thoughts are like me. He didn't like MJF's build up to it. Um, and he actually kind of thought of it as a waste. It's really interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't like, cause he, he didn't feel sold that MJF was, you know, man, I'm going to do everything it takes to win like blah, 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 blah. But that goes back to what you guys just said. 
is well he's not because he's mjf and that's that with he's been swerving everybody all along and that you know on a again to your point jim the layers it's on a different that's why mjf is on a completely different level and amazing and it's really the true true you know i don't want to say like you know there's you know the the five percent of us or whatever but like people that really truly pay attention to like really what's going on and it's interesting that like obviously clearly you and tom have picked it up and they got me and you know it's mjf is always going to be mjf and he's going to be the worst and when you look at some of the greats of all time and that's the thing is they were consistent their entire career right whether you know they they were they were within a range their entire career right they weren't one level their entire career but they were within a certain range their entire career they never had these dramatic shifts of like you know golden baby face to absolute shitbag heel right the greats are always kind of in this little pocket and and i think that's one of the reasons mjf is going to be an all-time great by all of a sudden done is because he's he, he the guy has clearly studied the intricacies of the history of the business uh uh, and and figured out the right patterns and and he's using them to his advantage and it's it's brilliant it's beautiful to watch especially as somebody who looks at it as an industry and not just as pure entertainment I, I i i'm loving it i'm absolutely loving it i i think yeah he really is a generational talent uh and i think this is just the the latest evidence of that no 100 percent agree no yeah, it was a good, it's a good way to end it. So, um, wanted to get your guys' opinions on this. I, uh, picked it up from somewhere. Um, and I think it'd be kind of fun, uh, going forward. Uh, if you had to pick and briefly, I, you know, no need for a, a lengthy explanation, but if you had to pick a winner, uh, and a loser, the winner being, you know, to the moon, they're going to, you can see where they're going this and that, or it was a good match. It could be anything or the loser being bad booking or, you know, you feel really bad for him or who, who got the shit into the stick or, you know, et cetera like that. So, um, for example, I think my winner, Jamie Hader, I think I can't wait to see what's going to happen to her. Um, I'm really, really excited, uh, to see what's going to happen here, um, with her again. I think we've said it enough, but she's my winner. Uh, my loser, um, unfortunately powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I think he, it, that really sucked. I thought it really hurt him to go out like that, getting the powerbomb symphony to only then get choked out by Joey. He didn't tap, which is cool, but he passed out. But like, I think he either a should have won it um, or gone out a different way. And I just, I, it sucks that Hobbs still kind of is getting the shit into the stick. And again, maybe I'm not seeing something, but he unfortunately is, he made, he made the loser list for me. For me, the, the loser is as will always be Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, you can't say the word loser and not make me immediately think Jeff Jarrett. If this was a Rorschach test, that's how that's I that's the fail every fucking time. <laughs> loser equals Jeff fucking Jarrett. Uh, hey, what is this? Uh, it's a loser. It's Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Show me a picture of the poop emoji, and I'm like, oh, it's Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> can't think of a bigger fucking loser than Jeff Jarrett. So he's got to be my, my loser. Evening. I think the winner, I, th- I think the person who won the evening or the idea that won the evening, however it is you want to put it. Um, I would say the winner for the evening uh, was probably Eddie Kingston. Uh, not even on the main card, but I think Eddie, uh, again, I, as we said at the beginning, I, I love the fact that he got to live his dream. Uh, uh, I really like that. I think AEW is smart enough to capitalize on that angle 
um, and start selling Eddie as the sentimental favorite, you know, uh, and because that's that's a position I think he could fucking destroy. He could kill at and, and could really go far with. So I think if played out properly, I think if, if utilized correctly, I think tonight tonight like it just happened i think the full gear could be seen years from now as a pivotal moment uh in the eddie kingston trajectory kind of kind of like when mick foley had a sit down interview with jr and wwf and he went from this i don't know what we're doing with this guy to all of a sudden he's the sentimental favorite he's you know mrs foley's baby boy i think you could pull that same kind of approach with eddie after this and and you know really launch him into a new stratosphere so my 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 hopeful winner uh of 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 full gear is eddie kingston well said no well said jim very nice um well my winner is jeff jarrett Uh, (laughs) (laughs) clearly jeff jarrett (laughs) again it all comes back to me being the dirtbag of this podcast um man that's a good question mike um I don't want to pick any of your answers because I, I, I definitely uh, agree, uh, especially Jeff Jarrett being the loser. Fuck that guy. Um, man, losers. I will go for loser. I will say the Young Bucks uh, simply because I think they're capitalizing on uh, a really shitty moment in their company's history. Um I think – and now I, I may even throw in Tony Khan in there for, for – um, for allowing for somebody not to pipe out the the CM CM Punk or fuck CM Punk chance, I think I Jim I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's time to move on. And this if this becomes a Bret Hart uh, Goldberg thing, I think it's just going to leave a really huge smudge on their career. And they're they say what you will, they're talented dudes. Move forward, move past it. Like we're done. Um, we know that he's not coming back. Let it go. Um, Man, the winner. Um, I want to say Jamie Hader, but um, I, I'm, I'm just going to say MJF. Um, I think the winner, uh, it, it, deservingly so, that guy, Mike, you said, speaking of strapping a rocket to his back, um, MJF is AEW. And without him, they, they will hurt. Uh, they will suffer. And, and I think... He is just such a fun and unique talent to watch that you cannot not tune in to watch him. And if you're a wrestling fan and you're not paying attention to MJF, shame on you because he is, he is professional wrestling right now. Um, and, and I hope the guy can carry the momentum. Um, he does. Uh, he is carrying that company on his back and I, hopefully it doesn't buckle. I hope he gets some key players in there. Um, but MJF, man. MJF is the winner of, of full gear. Nice. Yeah, no. And I think this is a, it's a good segue, um, you know, to, 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 to round us out here. Um, uh, my, my wife's a big fan of MJF. Um, and we just speaking of promos, one of the best things I got to see, uh, was, uh, when, uh, punk and, um, 
MJF cut that 20 minute promo. We were there and that was my wife's kind of big eye opening moment to MJF. And she was like, Oh my God, I love this guy. And she loves him. And we're really looking forward to, uh, uh, next Wednesday, we're both going to, uh, the after full gear dynamite. So, uh, stay tuned next week's probably going to be, a, a, again, a kind of a special episode. Um, since one of us gets to go to a live event, we'll probably cover the live event. Um, I think we won't make it the focal point. Um, but I think just given, you know, who's going to be there, some of the matches and whatnot, and some of the, the, clearly everything that we've talked about, um, you know, not just our personal preferences, but just kind of story after the pay-per-view will be kind of fun. Um, I think it'd be a, a fun to talk about. Um, so, you know, probably after next week, we'll re- resume kind of the normal schedule where we'll get into the, you know, the clickbait, the news and, you know, covering a spotlight wrestler. Definitely. I've got my eye on a few um, who I've talked about extensively in this podcast that you'll probably be uh, looking, uh, looking forward to hearing about, hopefully. Um, so that's what's going to happen next week. Um, but uh, thanks for sticking around uh, and listening to us digest, um, you know, the entire uh, full gear lineup, plus our winners and losers. Um, you know, again, um, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening uh, to us again, as always. Uh, listen, like, subscribe on any streaming platform. Uh, give us a give us a comment. What, what you like, what you don't like. You know, we're 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 privy to it all. But uh, stay tuned. Um, more to talk about next week after uh, the we'll call it the fall full gear fallout. So uh, stay tuned and uh, uh, thanks again from uh, Mike, Jim, and Tom. Into the cosmos, Green Ranger. 